SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. You're listening to Australia Explained, an SBS audio podcast helping you navigate life in Australia. Yama, I'm Wiradjuri and Māori woman Nairi Pakai from NITV Radio and I'm thrilled to host this special episode of Australia Explained. Today, we'll explore how you can become a First Nations advocate. If we want to build a modern, diverse nation that is proud of its multiculturalism, it has to start with the First Australians and recognising this is a a connection that goes back 65,000 years plus. To be a First Nations advocate or ally in Australia, means an individual stands with and actively supports matters and causes that hold significance to Indigenous communities. Here are some aspects to consider related to advocacy and allyship with First Nations communities. While there is no one path to becoming a First Nations ally, getting to know the people is one of the first steps, just like any relationship says Bunjalung woman Karen Mundine, CEO of Reconciliation Australia. It has to start with understanding the relationship and the situation we are in today with First Nations peoples and other Australians and understanding the history, the things that have gone on in that relationship. And it doesn't matter whether you're a recent migrant, if you want to build a relationship, understanding who people are and the things that have happened to them that impact their lives and their experience of being Australian, I think is a a really good starting point. She says the process can enrich you, allowing connections with people and country. A great starting point is just learning who the local traditional owners are for the communities where you live. And you can often do that through First Nations organisations. You can often do it through local councils. And then getting to know the people in your area, getting to know the places, which often have park names that uses traditional language, places that are named after things that happened historically in that area. Yoda Yoda woman, Dr Summer May Finley, says it is important that non-Indigenous people educate themselves. Uh, an ally is someone who takes the time to educate themselves because as only 3% of the population, if we tried to educate everybody, we'd be doing nothing else. That includes sleeping and eating. So really, the starting point is going to trusted sources. Reconciliation Australia or your state-based reconciliation council a really good starting point. Uh, I highly recommend them. Gamilaroi man Luke Pearson is a founder of Indigenous X, an online platform that showcases and celebrates diverse Indigenous voices. He says we need to first see all individuals as equals before learning the history. If you come from a place of dignity, respect, love, appreciation and an understanding that all peoples are fundamentally equal and whatever differences we see in our culture are not a reflection of you know, better, worse, superior, inferior in that way, then you're off to a good start. But if you don't have that, then it really doesn't matter what you learn, what you experience. It's always going to come through uh, ultimately in finding ways to validate, justify, you know, racism. He says while everybody can play a role in positive change, allyship is one terminology he avoids. But the reason I don't like that terminology is to try to decenter non-Indigenous people from the cause for Indigenous justice. 
And so if you're doing good things and you're helping, that's great. But you shouldn't need a label or a sticker or making it about you in that way. The goal is not for you to feel good. The goal is to improve outcomes for Indigenous people. A good ally is someone who knows the boundaries of what it means to be an ally, as opposed to a First Nations person, says Dr Finley. So we don't need someone to step into the realm of trying to behave like an Indigenous person. What we need is people who recognise they're not First Nations, and also recognise what it's a First Nations person that should be speaking. And in that, make sure that they're actually then proactively identifying people that should speak on their behalf. CEO of Reconciliation Australia, Karen Mundine, says refugee and migrant communities can draw from similar life experiences to build better outcomes. Whether it's experiences of racism, limited in where they're able to travel or go or visit, who've been kept away from their homelands, These are things that are similar experiences and I think they're things that we can then collectively build from. I think it's important for other communities, to ask their community representatives to formally support First Nations organisations, invite First Nations peoples to come speak to your community organisations, to your churches, temples, mosques. And it works both ways. Many First Nations people are more than happy to support migrant communities and and the, the struggles and the challenges that they're facing. The Voice to Parliament referendum in 2023 presented a good opportunity to learn and dig deeper about First Nations people, as well as a chance to build relationships. And continuing to do so is vital for the future of modern Australia, Mrs Mundine says. If we want to build a modern, diverse nation that is proud of its multiculturalism, it has to start with the first Australians and recognising this is a a connection that goes back 65,000 years plus. And if we can build on the wisdom of the world's oldest, continuously connected culture, I'm sure that creates so many opportunities for us as a modern nation into the 21st century and beyond. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Australia Explained. I'm Nairi Pakai, and until next time... This was an SBS audio podcast. For more Australia Explained stories, visit sbs.com.au slash Australia Explained.